Hello and welcome back to the Wings and Riffs Totally Unstructured Podcast. My name is Wingless Valkyrie, also known as Torsten Nogle, and on my right here, as always, is my co-host, Jackson Mikey, also known as Rick Six. I got them all correct that time. Look at that. That's what a little bit of time away f- That's what a little bit of time away from doing the podcast will do for you. You can suddenly do names properly and correctly all of a sudden. That's what that does for you. There we go. I'm so proud of you. You should be, Daddy. You should be. Welcome back, everybody. Happy to be back. Happy to be doing this once again. It's been a while. It's been a good long break. I'm not sure how long of a break it was. I uploaded one of the podcasts during our break that I just forgot to upload a while ago. So I just kind of tossed that out like, hey, there's a podcast. And people were like, well, I didn't even see the live show of this. And I was like, you did. It was a while ago. I just didn't upload it. But it's now up and we're back up to date doing the thing. We got a new little bit of a layout. It's kind of the same as it was, but it's also new. So, take that as you will. Hello, it's your boy 360 back at it again with some more memes. Hello again, Charlie was taken. Why do you keep changing your name? Like, at first it was 360, and then I think you changed it to something else, and now it was Charlie was taken. Why do you, why do you do this? Why do you do this to yourself? I don't know. More memes. That's what he's talking about. I guess so. But why did the name change? The name change doesn't make sense for more memes. Did you max out your meme account with the other Twitch account? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know how this works. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I but, think we should explain why we were on a break. <laughs> if you would, I would love to hear your explanation from it, and then I'll add my thoughts. Because normally it's me explaining, you interjecting your thoughts here and there. We're going to flip that on its head today. You explain, I'll interject where need be. Uh, it was a combination of things, I expect. Uh, the biggest one being that uh, Torsten started a D&D campaign, and that uh, took the basically the entirety of our Tuesdays, kind of it, yeah, it, it replaced the podcast and yeah, we kind of mainly forgot to do it earlier on the days, <laughs> truthfully but that's, that's, that would be my that's first the big thing that would be my first interjection was that, that was the original plan was that mainly because the podcast was on Tuesdays and then the only day that worked for everybody for this campaign was Tuesdays. So originally we talked about just doing the podcast earlier before the, before doing D&D. I got caught up so heavily with just prep and note taking and just overall preparation for the game that night that... I just completely forgot about doing the podcast. And to be fair, Jackson never reminded me either. He didn't say anything. He just kind of left it. So even by the time it would be like an hour before we had to go to the to D and D, and I'd be like, "Oh shit, we didn't even do the podcast." Jackson's like, "Eh, we'll we'll do it next week." What do you think happened the week after, and the week after that, and the week after that it didn't happen? So it's just that's essentially what just happened. Was that my prep taking? took over the time span that we were going to do the podcast in and we just we couldn't do it late because of D&D happening and I'm just a forgetful person <laughs> there's that too so so those are the big reasons and they kind of corresponded with me moving as well ish I, I don't remember it's, I don't think it, so I'm still getting together here that's that was fair. another reason that stuff wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there a third, or those are the two big reasons? 
I, primarily, those were the two big reasons, I believe. Also, I apologize, people watching um, live right now. I have to hop over to the dashboard on Twitch and move some things around. I didn't want you guys to see that because it will block out Jackson's camera. People listening on any other podcast app are like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm sorry. Anyways, moving on. Come on, man. What the hell? I'm sorry. Not a professional streamer. I haven't been for a while. If I ever <laughs> really was in the first place. <laughs> Just say yes. Yes. You, you, absolutely. Did, you did good. Absolutely. I can't pop out this chap. I don't know why. Can Talk about some. Oh, there's the problem. Found it. Nobody panic. All is well. Everything is fixed. Well, I think the logical uh, thing would be, what have we done the past three months? Three? Four? It's been a long fucking time. It's been a long time. <laughs> I, I, it's roughly three, I think. Roughly three. Maybe encroaching on four. Yeah, it, it's been a busy... It's been a busy couple of months, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if... Uh, I, I don't know if at the time I was on weekends but that's a big thing that happened for me as i started working the weekends at work so uh that's it's it's definitely an improvement but it's also very hard because those two days on the weekend i'm all by myself usually mm -hmm. and if I, there is other people there that means there's something going wrong <laughs> yeah. which is never a good thing yeah so that's one thing big that's happened with me uh, I know Torsten has been in a couple of shows since then, or I so I was in two, and I had to drop out of one because of work, always because of work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you you got into you started working weekends by yourself, which kind of threw things over. I got into Black Coffee, which was a murder mystery show, and then I was very heavily involved in Black Coffee until work wouldn't give me the days off for the show days so i had to drop out of black coffee and they had to find a replacement for two characters because i was playing i was playing an, an italian gentleman and a doctor and they had to find someone who could either play both those roles or find two new people one for each role a month before opening and work didn't tell me that i couldn't get the show dates off a month before opening and we had been rehearsing for two months already at this point not good so yeah that's a bit of a yikes there Yep. So that happened, and then shortly after that, I got involved in Twelfth Night Shakespeare play, which I'm still involved in, and we open on the seventeenth in fifteen days. Oh brother! So, and in that one, I'm Sebastian. So, still doing shows, still doing acting, and also, this one's not heavily taking up too too much of my time right now because Twelfth Night is Twelfth Night and work is taking up a lot of my time right now. But I'm working. Sneak peek, spoilery, not really spoilers, just sneak peek for everybody who watches the podcast. I'm working on my second ever official film. If you guys go to YouTube and check out Kelsey, that's my first film ever. Currently working on my second film ever. So I'm excited for that. Have the actors already set up. I sent them all the first draft of the script. You probably saw it. I didn't tell you anything about it, but I posted it. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I posted it there because I don't have Word, so that's where I save my, my stuff. <laughs> and I'm the only other person in there. Yeah, well, no, I added, I had added Kendra, because Kendra's involved in it, and she wanted to ah. read it, and I had no other way to show it to her, aside from just sending it to her in an email, 
which could have been a lot easier, but I didn't do that. I just I posted it there because that's where I stare. Just put, look over here. I just put it. That's where I stare <laughs> for. I so this isn't really secretly or maybe it's. I have a spare Discord channel, everybody. Um, that strictly is just for me to post all my rambling thoughts about D&D or my short films or my voiceover stuff. Just anything like that. Or Sea of Thieves pictures. Or Sea of Thieves pictures that I need to save for Reddit <laughs> posts later. Yes. Um, anything that I have, because I don't have Word, so I can't. I don't have something that I can type in or Excel or anything like that. So I just type it all in this discord server and i just save it there and it's all cataloged and different channels and everything for everything that's different there and it was strictly mine to begin with i was the only person in that server i added then jackson to it because he's involved in a lot of stuff and he's even if he's not involved in something i i tell him about it anyways because jackson's my best friend and he deserves to know everything that i'm doing and a couple people have been added to that server that were involved in projects and then left projects so they have been uh, removed from the server so currently it's only Jackson and Kendra because Kendra is involved in tri it is a trifecta Ultima film that's sure she, she is involved in the trifecta Ultima film that I'm working on right now the second film that I've ever made and Jackson is and is not involved in this one um, I don't think I've talked to you about your involvement in this one, so this might be you complete. Have not. Okay, this is completely you, brand new. This thanks, is whole thanks, brand new news. So, for the for the most part, you are not involved in this film. I'm I am heavily debating having a post credit scene that does involve you. I don't know if I want to yet or not. I probably won't even decide if I want to yet or not until filming for the main film itself is even done. I don't know yet. I'll talk to you more about it off podcast. So. Sounds good. But that is what I'm currently working on right now. Draft of the script. What did you think about the draft? Spoiler free review, of course. That's the first draft. It is subject to change. I skimmed it. So Fuck, I how dare you? <laughs> it's a short film. It's not a novel. Come on now. <sighs> that, that's all, okay. See, this is why I wondered about music or not, because then you have these awkward long pauses between sentences. We're just getting back into the swing of things. Come on, give us a break. Okay, fine, we'll go with that. So, <laughs> taking a moment to re-chat. Um, for some reason, anything that was said just before these messages have been erased, probably by my misclicking. I do apologize for that. Lily Lilac T, welcome back. Thank you for the virtual hugs. I'm so much appreciated. Charlie was taken. I actually want to try some D&D one day. You should, if you like role-playing and you like fantasy. If you don't like fantasy, you, prob you might not enjoy it. Maybe you might. If you don't like role-playing, you probably won't enjoy it. So there's stuff like that. Uh, the thing about that is, it's also uh, it takes a little while to actually get into the swing of things because first you have to learn the mechanics behind yes. the game itself. Yes, like any that takes game, a while. like any game, there are rules. Yes, there are rules, but it's also very broad in what you're allowed to do, depending on your DM. That's also true. Thing. Yeah, D&D is one of those really interesting games where it's like, yeah, if you want to get into it, I highly recommend you at least try it, because in 100% honest truth, there is no other game out there like it. That's a lie. Well, no other game, like, in, like, 
you could say Call of Cthulhu is like it, or any other kind of role-playing tabletop game that I can't think of aside for Call of Cthulhu. Pathfinder. Pathfinder, which is technically D&D in a way. Yes. And there's another one, too. Uh, what the hell was it called? The main ones I can think of is like Pathfinder and Call of Cthulhu. Uh, shit. What was that other one called? I actually have it, like, a character sheet for it right here. So I'm just going to see if it has oh, it on there. Oh, the, the futuristic one? Uh, yeah, the one that you can use for anything. Uh, um, Open Legend, that's it. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. Because there was a game you used to play back in White Court that was futuristic D&D, per se. Per se. Uh, that one was it. Open Legend. It's a different style, so it's open to what you want to do. I don't remember it being called Open Legend. I remember it called something f- like Force or Forge or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Shadowrun? That's it. Shadowrun. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. <laughs> so o- Open Legend and Shadowrun, two different things? Mm-hmm. Okay, because you played Shadowrun, I remember that. So I think like one one session is oh. all I was able to do. Okay, so I didn't never mind. play very much. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I, overall, Charlie, I recommend it. If you've never played a, an, uh, a role-playing tabletop game before, D&D 5th Edition is probably the best one to get into because it is the most simplified and... But I, it being I, simplified yes. being doesn't simpl- make it not... In depth. <laughs> oh yeah, like when new people start playing out D and D, like even to this day, and I'm a DM now, and I still don't know all the rules and constantly look up mechanics and stuff because it's there's a lot. But trust me when I say this, yes, there's a lot. But compared to like 3.5 or Fourth Edition or Pathfinder or Call of Cthulhu, D and D and D Fifth Edition is the easiest to understand and to get into role-playing tabletop game out there. So when you are when you are bogged down by so many mechanics and so many rules and you're looking at that character sheet and you're like, there is so much shit on here for one page, the campaign I'm running, my characters all have three different pages for the character sheets. Most games just run with the standard character sheet. There's a lot on there. Trust me when I say this, that is nothing compared to other role-playing tabletop games out there. So, and once you, and once you get the basics down and you have like, hopefully really chill DM, who's not a rules lawyer, you can usually forget about the rules or a war gamer or war gamer. You can usually kind of not forget about the rules. That was the proper incorrect term, but like not worry so much about them and just, yeah, not worry so much about them and just have fun with your character and the world that you're in. The real, the only time rules really become a strict thing at least for the games that i run is combat is when i'd say is the most prime time for rules to be preset in stone in roleplay yeah cut and dry because that's how it keeps it fair but in like Mm -hmm. the rp aspect the role-playing aspect depending on what you're trying to do i'm i'd i'd like to think every one of my players could probably say differently but i'd like to think i'm pretty generous with my rules at, I'd like to think. You, so. You're doing a good job. Thank you. And you, ha- you, you have go, to you're say going that. Along, you're going along with with my bullshittery, <laughs> so I can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> for, long story yeah. short for everybody, and I don't really get too, too into this because we'll talk about this for all day. Jackson's oh. playing a character which, ironically, is an official character 
It is 100% allowed. It's not homebrewed. He's a robot in a fantasy world. And it's 100% official. It's not made by him. Well, the character is made by him. But, like, the rules for the character about being a robot are official Dungeons and Dragons rules. So it's fantastic. It's it is the strangest character I've ever had the pleasure of playing with or DMing for. But it also makes for some of the most compelling moments. And I'll <laughs> I want to talk about some of these more compelling moments later, but I don't want this whole podcast now to just be D D. Because that was because it's too easy. It's too, <laughs> easy. it's too easy. It's too easy to turn this podcast into strictly D and D. And I want everybody in the chat to talk about their own stuff, what they want to talk about. But I do at some point want to talk about some of the unique things that happen with your character, like for instance, shock and grasp last episode, or the tobo- <laughs> or the toboggan, or um, th- like uh, um, I'm trying. What am I trying to? Th- the food, the, the the soup kind of stuff. Like inter- interesting moments with your character that I just are very they're fun to mule over and kind of talk about and especially from your side because you are playing this character so it's fun and, when I, it's fun when I do this because it's like I'm talking to another actor which for you I've never been able to do so it's very fun when I get to do that I'm still getting the whole uh, uh what is it called again I forget it every fucking time I don't know where they get rolled cast for one roll cast oh. for one roll Oh, yeah, type, type casting. That's it. Yeah. I'm typecasting myself at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cast you as a fucking robot in Trifactum Ultima. Sushi cast you well, as a robot slash artificial intelligence in his little thingy that I think he's essentially given up on or thrown away. I'm not sure what he was doing with that, but I haven't heard anything about it anymore. And then mm-hmm. you make a character for D&D, and you make yourself a fucking robot. You brought that upon yourself. <laughs> You didn't even try to break out of your typecasting. You just gave into it. Embraced it. it. <laughs> you embraced it. So, and it's honestly a lot harder to role play than I was expecting, but I'm getting the hang of it. Mm-hmm. It's also made a lot harder that you are the only one that is not physically there in person. Yeah, that that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, we have six people sitting around a table with me actually there physically in the table, in the table, at the table. Yeah, I'm in the table. Uh, he all, is the I table. am the table. The table comes alive. You see, Torsten, as long as <laughs> roll the dice. Don't get it in there, though. Roll the dice, and if it lands on my belly button, it's cocked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that'd be reserved for a different place. Absolutely. <laughs> but, no, but, like, we have everybody there, and then I just have my tripod with a webcam set up on it, and Jackson's character's picture hanging off the webcam. That's how Jackson works, and there's a microphone and I have him there as a computer. But that's it. That's Jackson's character. Hey, so, it's working. It's it's working. It's doing the job. And for anybody who's watched Critical Role, it's like when Ashley is away filming um, Blind Spot, and they pull her in for an episode. They just have her on Skype on a big TV monitor right next to where she normally sits. It's basically what I'm doing with Jackson, except nobody sees Jackson's face. They just see his character picture in the webcam, because I have the computer facing towards me because i have a lot of stuff open on that computer that i don't want the player to see so like initiative order and health trackers and everything i keep that all on the computer because it's easy to just type in and use a calculator for than having paper everywhere so 
Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about getting a monitor and just using an external monitor and placing it there underneath the webcam for your face, but I don't. But I don't. Usually, know. we don't have me showing my face. That and also the internet is spotty out there at best mm-hmm. yeah. when we just have the webcam on for you to see the battle mat. So to have your webcam on and the webcam on for the battle mat. I don't know how well that internet will hold up for you, and I don't it's want to drop... It's been good lately. It's been good lately, but I, I don't know if I want to drop $100 on a monitor to carry out to D&D every week for if the internet's just going to get worse with showing your so face. Good. So as it's money I could put to other places like more miniatures and paint. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, D&D aside, let's, let's look at chat for a little here uh lily says sad life my joke was deleted you just said a joke i'm sorry lily please say your joke again and i will read it and hopefully laugh depending oh, on how good the joke it. is oh you have it still okay it was only deleted on my side then perfect it, it, she said wow is that a tour what year is it emoji <laughs> it's it's 2019 i know it's been a while okay i'm sorry i'm doing i'm trying to get back into it okay um uh, Charlie said, oh no, I just want to try it at first. Look for a DM who will do a one-shot. A one-shot is essentially a game that takes roughly f- around four hours, but it starts and finishes in those four hours. A lot of D&D games take place in what's considered a campaign that run for multiple, multiple weeks, months, sometimes even years for mm-hmm. the, the whole plot thing to happen. But you don't always, that's a lot of time investment, and a lot of people don't have that kind of time. So look for a DM that's willing to do what is called a one-shot or a one-off. You get up, you get together once for roughly four hours with your characters and everything, you play through the whole thing that he has set up for you, and then it's done. It finishes. There's no cliffhangers or anything, it's finished. That is a perfect way to try and get into D&D and see if it's for you or not. Because the worst thing is to, like, first time ever playing D&D, get involved into a, into a campaign that a DM is setting up, and then after the first session, you're like, I don't want to play this. And then they have to keep going. And maybe the DM wrote you into the campaign, and now he has to change all that stuff. Save yourself the energy. Look for a one-shot or a one-off. Best way to try it out would be to do that. Uh, Lily says, Tor, is you excited for all the new E3 stuff and the new Xbox and Cyberpunk with Kiana, by the way? Mixed feelings. So... E3 for me this year was not that fantastic for me personally. I've had better E3s. The, I think the best thing to come out of E3 for me personally was Final Fantasy VII actual gameplay being shown. Now, I know a lot of people are very upset that it's not turn-based anymore, which I can understand. I want the old turn-based system as the game was made to be. But something the director said which I full-heartedly agree with, but nobody else seems to agree with, is that he they, they said essentially that it would be very easy for them to remake, or sorry, remaster Final Fantasy VII in today's graphics. That's very easy. They could do that at any given time. That's not hard. But there's no point in doing a brand new Final Fantasy VII remake, remaster with better graphics and not today's standard of gameplay. If they're going to remaster it, they are going to remake it into a better overall game, not just 
new skin in today's graphics. And I fully agree with that, because if you want to play Final Fantasy VII, the game still exists. The original game is on Steam and the Switch. You can get it anywhere you want, as is. But if you want to experience it in today's type of gaming, in today's standard for gaming, that's what the remake is for. And it's no longer turn-based. It's real-time. I prefer wholeheartedly real-time combat over turn-based combat. There are very few games I prefer the turn-based combat in. And that's when it's very, very special. I think the best game for turn-based combat I've ever played is Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. Still never beat that game. I eventually want to go back and try and beat that. But that game was so utterly unique in its design with the turn-based combat in general that I don't think it, it would. It just wouldn't work in real-time combat whatsoever. It was, it was so profound about that. I don't think you ever even played that game, did you? Uh, not Hyper Mario, no, but I have played like Superstar Saga, which is done in a turn-based combat style okay it does it very very well and another game that does turn-based combat very well is persona 5 never played any persona game wouldn't know and uh, never even heard of the first game you mentioned star whatever the hell starlink uh superstar saga superstar Mario saga. oh never even heard of it it's really good it's very very good okay i'll take your word for it They've done, like, six games based on that one alone. Jesus. Yeah, there's... It started with Superstar Saga, then it went... Uh, Partners in Time? And then Bowser Inside Story? I don't remember them all, for sure. But they're all done in that style, and they're fucking fantastic. That's surprising, because I've never heard of any of them. But alright. Uh, they were mainly on uh, uh, Game Boy Advance... Uh, and the DS's. Ah, that's but why. That might be why. That's exactly why. <laughs> I never had any of those. I got the DS super fucking late and only for one game. And the Game Boy Advance, I had also only for one game. And that was Pokemon Fire Red. No, I don't think I ever even got another game for that Game Boy Advance. It was Pokemon Fire Red from eBay. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that was the only game I ever got for that. I don't even know what happened to that Advance. I'm sure I sold it, but I can't remember when or to who or for whatever reason. And then the DS I only got for Monster Hunter because you and Liam and Sushi and Dalton were playing it. And then World. And I was like, well, fuck the DS. And I gave that away. So, well, I didn't give it away. I sold it. So, but anyways. Um, so I'm excited for Final Fantasy VII as a remake because I far prefer real-time combat. And the combat looks very similar to Final Fantasy XV, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. I really need to keep going back and playing it. I like... I like the combat for Final Fantasy XV. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or I just have something changed in the settings, but it's super fucking easy, though, the combat. I shit you not. Combat in Final Fantasy VII, you get in there, you press and hold X, and you just swing, and shit dies. And then your character automatically goes over to another enemy, you swing, and shit dies. You can change what weapon you're using on the D-pad for better or worse damage, but you just hold X. You don't click anything you hold x and you swing and they die it's dead simple i don't know if that's from my settings or that's how it's intended to be because that's just how it's been the entire time so i'm sure psycho will tell me in a moment that i'm doing something wrong or that's how the combat is i'm hoping it's not like that for 
Final Fantasy VII Remake. I hope it's more so like you click to swing and you have different clicks for different types of swings like normal games. So kind of like uh, Devil May Cry or something? I've never played Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. May Cry. <laughs> never, my name is Devil May Cry. <laughs> no. That's going to be a, uh, a character now. I hope you know. Okay. You all, you all walk into a tavern. There's a lot of people sitting there, and then there's one lone ranger off in the corner, and his hat is tipped over there, and he's got a place marker for whatever reason that says Devil McCry. He's also a tiefling. He's also a tiefling. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not going to exist. Just like Boblin is not going to exist either. No matter how many times you fuckers ask for it, there's no Boblin. <laughs> Inside jokes for D&D, I apologize. Anyways, um, yeah, I've never played Devil May Cry. Wouldn't know. Make. I've never. Now it's stuck. It's there forever. <laughs> I'm never going to look at Devil May Cry the same ever again. It's always going to be Devil May Cry. <laughs> Fucking ruined forever. But, yeah. So, I never played Devil May Cry, any of them. I watched Dalton a long-ass time ago, back when I lived in White Court, playing a Devil Probably May Cry game. Four or May, three. I, I, I have no idea. I know it was Devil May Cry. I don't know which one it was or what company made it. I don't know if it was the Ninja Theory one. I don't know if it was a Capcom one. I have no idea. So... The only ones I even know about is the newest one, Devil May Cry, that Capcom did... And then DMC, Devil May Cry, that Ninja Theory did before they did Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. I didn't play it, though. I just know Ninja Theory did it. So, mm -hmm. but Apparently that one wasn't very good. <laughs> that's what I heard as well. So, I don't know. The only game I know Ninja Theory by is Hellblade, which I will still rant and rave about because it's a fantastic game. I don't know anything about DMC, Devil May Cry, aside from other reviews. I said it wasn't that great. But aside from that... Like, I know they did, um, I know other games that they did, but I didn't ever look into them or read reviews about them. I just know the titles of them. Like, I think uh, they did El Sword to the Wind, or whatever the fuck it was called. I don't know. Um, but other stuff like that. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Final Fantasy XV. So, sorry. Overall, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous that's going to be fucking brain-dead real-time combat and not actual, like, good real-time combat. I doubt it, though. Because there's a lot of hype around this game, and I think the company knows that if this doesn't go well, this will be really bad for them, considering what game it is. So, Would you prefer brain-dead uh, real-time combat to good turn-based combat? Probably not. Because honestly, that's probably the one of, like, my favorite thing right now in Final Fantasy XV that I like doing is really stupid but my favorite thing is going and collecting ingredients for one of i can't remember what the name of the character but one of the four characters that travels with you is a very good cook and every time you guys sit down to camp for the night you get to pick the meal that he cooks and it is dependent upon the ingredients that you find in the world and then the meal gives you a buff to your overall characters and their stats and some characters love different meals and get different stats and some characters get different like all kinds of stuff and that is my favorite thing to do, is just collect ingredients and see what new recipes. That's it! What's it? I've come up with a new recipe! Oh, I'm excited to try it. Oh, it's my favorite thing to hear. 
<laughs> it's my favorite thing. I, you go into a shop, you see ingredient you don't have, you buy it, and you're like, okay, now did I unlock something? And then you exit out and you hear, that's it! Yeah! I've come up with a new recipe! It's the greatest feeling in a game primarily involved around the prince trying to reclaim his kingdom and fighting these robot motherfuckers. But the combat is just so dry and easy. It's so, it's sad. So, if Final Fantasy VII Remake were to do brain-dead combat like Final Fantasy XV, I would probably prefer the real-time, or not the real, the, the turn-based combat, which I've never played. I've never played the original Final Fantasy VII, so I have no idea how it is. I just know from everybody else that it is the best, or whatever. But, if the combat is brain-dead, like XV, I would probably get the original one on Steam and just play that instead. Because then I could experience it truthfully. But, I'm also against doing that as well, because I hate old-looking old games. Like, I can't... There are so, so many parts of me wants to play World of Warcraft like nothing else, because it, it sounds fantastic. It's right up my realm of fantasy and massive multiplayer games that I used to play all the time, like Pirates of the Caribbean Online and stuff like that. Like, I want to play it so badly, and every time I see a cinematic for it, it looks so fucking good, but the graphics look like they're from 2002, and they don't eat feet. Yeah, and they never ever upgrade them ever and every expansion like you think with new expansions the world start to look new and improved no they look the exact same they're different shaders and colors and overall environments but you could still see the same blocky fucking 2002 textures and it off puts me so much i've tried playing that game so many times making an account making a character getting in there and i just can't do it I cannot deal with those graphics. This game looks so bad, and I can't deal with it. There are very few games out there that have poor graphics that I can play. Like, Kingdom Hearts 2 has better graphics than WoW, and not even, like, remastered Kingdom Hearts 2, but the version of Kingdom Hearts 2 I have in my living room for the PlayStation 2 that first came out, that game has better graphics than WoW, which is still being run today. It fucking makes me so mad. So, and it's like, at any point in time, Blizzard is a big enough company, they could probably just remaster the entirety of the game. It would take a lot because WoW is a massive game and it keeps getting bigger every expansion. But they've brought this upon themselves because they didn't upgrade the original graphics when gra new graphics are being made available. They can. They know they can. They just don't. There's nostalgia reasons or whatever. I don't know, but it, it, I can't get into it. So, Final Fantasy VII? I don't know. It's, it's a really weird for me. Like, I want to play it so badly because I never have. I've seen the movie Advent Children, and the movie is fucking phenomenal. If you've never seen that movie, watch it, and that goes for you, the viewers, as well. Have you ever seen the movie, Jackson? Fucking phenomenal. And then I also saw the film um, for Final Fantasy XV, which is also phenomenal. It, like, it, a lot of voice actors from Game of Thrones are actually in that movie um, for Final Fantasy XV. I, I think Sean Bean is in it. Uh, the lady who plays uh, Cersei is in it. 
the guy from Breaking Bad plays the main character, not not Walter White, but uh, Jesse. Yeah, bitch, that guy, that guy is a, a voice actor in it. Like a lot of big name actors are voice actors in Final Fantasy's 15 film, but it's so good. That's all I know. Okay, I knew Jesse. This is like, yeah, science, bitch. Like that's just how I remember him. So I'm not wrong. <laughs> Like, I think Walter White and I go, Say my name. You're goddamn right. I am the one who knocks. That's how I remember Walter White. And then Jesse, I just remember, Bitch! That's how I remember Jesse. So, it's not wrong. <laughs> I haven't even watched that fucking show. It's honestly, it's great. I, I never finished the final season. I got to the climax of the show, and then the final season was like the falling action and the conclusion. Never finished it, because... I didn't want it to be over, but the first couple of seasons are phenomenal. It's so good. But, anyways, um, so yeah, I don't know. I'll be torn. I'm hoping the remaster for Final Fantasy 17 is great. I'm really hoping the combat's not brain dead. It looks like 15 combat. If they can improve on 15 combat and make it not just hold button and attack and actually like press button to attack. Even if they do that much for me, and I feel more invested in it than every combat, I literally just sit there, hold the controller, and drink my drink until combat's over, with my thumb on E, E, X, with my thumb on X all, all combat long. Like, nobody wants to play combat that way. That's brain dead. I want to be invested fucking button tapping and moving and clicking. I don't want to go over in combat, hold X, and Noctis just does everything for me. If Cloud does everything for me, it's no fun. So... Anyways, and then Cyberpunk 2077, I'm really not that hyped for. It's not my style, not my kind of thing. I've always been more fantasy-driven, older fantasy. I've never been one for futuristic fantasy. So, CD Projekt Red is a great company. Final, the Witcher 3 is a f fantastic game, which I still need to finish, but it's a great game. But I have no intention, and like, Keanu Reeves, great actor. Nothing against Keanu Reeves. I don't think he's the pinnacle of God reincarnated that everyone's making him seem to be. <laughs> but he's a good actor. Nothing wrong with that. His, still his best stuff is Bill and Ted's Greatest Adventures. Don't at me. Someone just added me. That was on Reddit. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting re Okay, so. I have a... You posted something earlier, yes? I, I did. I don't know if I want to talk about it at all or not. Don't. <laughs> it's, don't. It's, it's, it's not video game related at all. It's Tinder related. Moving on. Okay, so... <laughs> Probably, that's a no, <laughs> Back to chat. Back to chat. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> oh, chat's gonna fucking riot now. Tell us what you did. So, um... But there's a lot of stuff I missed. Holy shit. Okay, so Lily said towards the for all the new E3 stuff. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is the only thing out of E3 that I'm really excited about. And Halo. But not until all the other Halo games are evolved on PC. Halo Infinite, I'm sure it's going to be great. But am I going to play it when it first comes out? No. I'm going to play all the other games leading up to it because they're going to be available on PC. And oh, fuck yeah, bud. So I'm going to do that. Um, Charlie says, let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. We just did forever. Uh, Psycho, dude, I love that the combat changed. Turn-based forces you to take damage. There's no skill to it. I prefer a game that if I take damage, is my own fucking fault. Never thought about it that way. It's a good point. Um, Charlie says, I demand it to have Zack DLC or at least a homage to Crisis Core. I don't know anything about Crisis Core and I don't know anything about Zack. I'm not up to date on whatever that is. 
for for Final Fantasy. I apologize. Look, I'm so excited for Cyberpunk 2077. I've been waiting for such a long time ever since the first trailer. Not my cup of tea. I'm sure eventually down the line I'll play it, but I will not be playing it day of release or even month of release. Uh, the thing about that with me is I'm afraid it's getting too hyped. And it, it really... like I, I love the way it looks. I love the cyberpunk aesthetic. Like That's right up my alley. But I think it's getting way too much hype behind it. So mm-hmm. I'm keeping a distance from it right now. That is a thing that we tend to see happen a lot with the gaming industry is that I always tend to look at games like there's there's the build-up and the hype and then there's the game itself. And I, I tend to judge this. Where do I think most of the money from this company is going to? Is it going to the promotional material or is it going to the game? That is where the way I look at it. And maybe... Maybe I'm not, too, and I do the same thing for movies. If I see trailers for movies everywhere for months leading up to it, there's ads for it everywhere. It's on Amazon, it's on YouTube, everywhere, and the movie comes out, and I don't hear anything. I wonder, okay, how did that movie do? And I go and look at the ratings, and it didn't do great. Perfect examples for that Warcraft. Warcraft had ads for it everywhere when that game was coming out. How did it do? Not that great. It, like, it didn't flop, but it did not do how the advertisements you would think for it should do. Mortal Engines, that had advertisements for it everywhere. Huge cities on wheels that are walking. And it's like, that looks amazing. I don't even remember when it was supposed to come out. I looked at the ratings for it a while ago, and they weren't great. Like, stuff like that. And then video games. There are so many games that had so much hype built around them, and they just flopped. And I think what's happening with Cyberpunk 2077 is that it's CD Projekt Red. It's a great company. Their, the Witcher series they did were all great. All three of them were great. Their newest Witcher game has gotten mixed reviews. And that's the one which strictly, uh, Thronebreaker has gotten mixed reviews. But overall, people think CD Projekt Red and they think The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which is unanimously loved. However, I think that is the sole reason that everyone is hoping 2077 does so well because of the witcher 3 you can have a company that does a game very very well and every is unanimously loved and then their next game flops hard you want to you want an example Bethesda. yep i was just gonna say fallout 3 unanimously loved everyone loves fallout 3 fallout 4 not to my knowledge as loved as Fallout 3. Still good. Still good. Still, still good. good. Still in a still a great game, not as great as Fallout 3, but still a great game. Skyrim. I don't have to say anything about Skyrim. You everyone knows Skyrim. And then 76. 76 was hyped up so much. It was the first ever online Fallout that plays just like Fallout 4 just online the only other online game bethesda did leading up to this was the elder scrolls online which i've never played so i don't know much about but it has good it's reviews. A standard mmo yeah it has good reviews but it's not like skyrim online that people want there's a mod actually being developed that's like play skyrim with your friends that's being developed right now i think you know about that one <laughs> yes i've yeah. heard about it yeah, it's it's currently in closed beta right now, and I've seen videos about it and stuff. There's so many bugs with it, though. But, oh, yeah. 
But if, if that ever comes to fruition, that would be incredible. But it would be Fallout 76, but for Skyrim, but only for up to four, you and three other friends, not like 76. But anyways, mm-hmm. we're getting off track it. That, that's a perfect example of a company that has so much good, positive reviews, and then their next game that was supposed to be the next biggest thing just smacks into the dirt and the muck. I don't want that to happen to Cyberpunk. But I'm seeing I'm seeing the tall tales of that happening because of how much hype is being built around this game and because of the company that has made it and their past games. If there is more money being thrown at promotional material and hype than there is at the game itself, the game will falter. And again, now, I've said this before, but a game that had no hype none there was very little promotional material for it ever before it came out two games actually undertale and hellblade undertale was raised by a kickstarter and had a couple ads here and there on youtube and then it dropped and it floored everyone it's amazing hellblade i didn't know about hellblade until the day it dropped i opened up steam and it was on the steam page under like all those little dots where it has like games that are kind of recommended and it showed up and I just saw the face and the title and a couple pictures and I was like and it caught my interest but I didn't hear fuck all about it leading up to and that. And you were like Vikings? Yeah I was like Vikings <laughs> and such this is cool and I saw it use binaural audio and I was like that's even cooler and it's one of my top five games ever. It's so good. But in those both those games had no promotional. Or if they did, they were minuscule. Because all the focus was on the game itself. I don't know. I want to be wrong about Cyberpunk. But I I if it flops, I won't be surprised. Because of just how the industry seems to work these days. So that's my feelings on it. I won't be buying it the day it comes out. I won't be buying it the month it comes out. I'm going to wait and see reviews. Even if the reviews are all like overwhelmingly positive, I still probably won't buy it as it comes out because it's not my style of game. I'll eventually want to try it out, probably. But not right off the bat. Um, uh, the Final Fantasy XV has awesome and fun combat. It's, just, it's story is a little lacking, though, like important characters being built poorly. I don't think I'm far enough into the story to even know that but that's kind of upsetting and lily just a devil mccry uh i remember hellblade i watched your whole playthrough yep the whole playthrough of my hellblade is on youtube you can't even call it my playthrough because i i turned my mic off and i turned my webcam off and just so i could fully immerse myself in the game i wanted to stream it for everybody to enjoy but i also wanted to play it for myself and not feel like i had to keep my streaming persona up the entire time i was playing it so i live streamed it but I turn off my mic and I turn off my webcam. So it was just the game that was being streamed. I look like a streamer with two viewers who was starting his first stream who has nothing, is what it looked like. But I was still able to get fully immersed in the game and feel like it was me and the game and I wasn't streaming. So, which, of course, not a whole lot of people showed up to because that's not what people came to the Wingless Valkyrie stream for. Totally understandable. Mm-hmm. But if anybody wants to watch a full playthrough of Hellblade, Son of a Sacrifice, it's on my YouTube channel uncut the whole thing however it's not me it is me but there's no commentary there's no webcam there's no mic it's just the game being played um 
Ignis, that's his name. Ignis is the one who cooks all the food for the party in Final Fantasy XV. Mm -hmm. Them classic ramen noodles. Yep, he makes a lot of ramen noodles. The food graphics are 10 out of 10. Oh, they are. They look delicious. It makes me feel like such a piece of shit because I never cook anything. Uh, and you can get the cup of noodles hat. Yes, you can get a hat of cup of noodles. It's, it's something else. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, the combat is lacking because they set it up so the game could be beat when you're a lower level. If you really want a challenge in 15, go in the extra dungeons while being underleveled. It's so much fun because it's literally pure skill to win. Okay, but is the combat still hold X on the controller and do nothing? Because that's what I don't like. That, like, if I could change it so I can click to attack and actually move around, like, for example, Dark Souls combat or literally any other real-time combat kind of thing, then I'll enjoy it. I don't enjoy holding X, putting my hand down, and taking a drink and waiting for combat to finish. So, Atari says, what about Okami? I don't know what that is. Moving on. Uh, so, or do you know what Okami is, Jackson? Uh, I know it has something to do with a, a white wolf and a red sun. That's it. Never heard of it. All right. So like it says, what they should do with Final Fantasy 17, or 17, 7, is make it so you got to farm a bit to progress or have amazing skill to beat it. It'll be different, though, because Noctis can warp. Cloud can't. So I'm curious how that's going to go. I don't know how it's going to go. I just hope the combat is better than 15, as all. Well. If it's better than 15, I will play it, and I will thoroughly enjoy it. Because I know the characters from 7 because of Final Fantasy 7's Advent Children film, and because of Kingdom Hearts has a lot of Final Fantasy 7 King characters in it, like Cloud and Sephiroth, and um, I was going to say Valentine, but Valentine is not in, in uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Lily says, what about the Xbox Scarlet? Honestly... I usually don't buy consoles, brand new consoles, until there's a lot of games available for them. That's why I was so hesitant on buying a Nintendo Switch when it came out, because the only reason I'd buy it was for Breath of the Wild. I don't want to drop all the money on a brand new console to play one game. I would rather buy the console when there's a multitude of games strictly only available for that console. I play primarily all my games on PC. If the game's available for PC, I'm not going to get the console for it. There's no point. If... A lot of games are available for strictly that console and not the PC, and they're games that I really, 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 really want to play, then sure, I'll buy it. So predictions for the Xbox Scarlet, I probably won't buy it for a solid year when it drops, until a lot more games are strictly only available, Xbox exclusive, for the Scarlet. Then I'll get it. Wait, that's the next X generation Xbox? Yes. It, it, well, it's not called That's the Scarlet. dumbass name. It, so, okay, let, let me be clear. It might not be called the Scarlet. It's called the project for it is is called Xbox Scarlet. That's not the confirmed name of the console. So who who knows? Like um like like Xbox three hundred and sixty no scope. Sure, is a better name than Scarlet. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> like oper like D Day was classified as Operation Overlord. The, this is classified as Xbox Operation Scarlet. Is that what the console is going to be called? Who knows? Have to wait and see. So, uh, Example, No Man's Sky and Anthem. No Man's Sky, I've tried getting into quite a bit. I don't. I hate playing it alone. It's so open and endless. Monotonous. It's monotonous, openness and openness and open and endless. And empty. It's very empty. Like, some would say it's peaceful sure but it's scary and sad 
I want to play it with someone else, and I tried to get Jackson into it with me now that the game has gotten supremely better, now that you can actually play with other people, but I tried playing it by myself. I think I played it for like two hours or something by myself. Never left the first planet, just because I didn't want to play it by myself anymore. So if Jackson ever decides to get the game on his own free will, I'll pick it up and play it again. Anthem, I when I first saw videos for Anthem, I thought that would be super cool. That would be super cool. And then there was advertisements for it everywhere, all the time, and I thought this game was going to flop. And it did. Oh, maybe that's probably what you mean, example, No Man's Sky and Anthem. Yeah, No Man's Sky, same thing. So much hype, so much build-up. Fucking everywhere was No Man's Sky, and it flopped. Anthem, so much hype, so much build-up, and Anthem flopped. It's what happens. Star Wars Battlefront, so much hype, so much build-up, and loot boxes, and it flopped. It's just, it's just how the industry is working these days. There's more build-up and hype being thrown with money than actual money being thrown at the game. The game will flop. It's just how things seem to be going. On another note, No Man's Sky is on sale for half off. Of course it is. How much is it normally, though? Because it, it wasn't that 66 much. 66 bucks. Really? Oh, shit. So it's $33 now, Canadian? Indeed. How are the reviews now? Not, not the all uh, reviews, but... Reviews. Recent reviews are very positive. Oh, they changed the very positive. Last time I saw recent reviews, they were mixed. So it's still going up. I'm assuming all reviews still show it as either mixed or mostly negative. Uh, all reviews is mixed. Mixed now? Okay. So enough reviews have been good that it's gone 51% up. 51% are positive, though. 51! Oh, holding on to that! Holding on to that 1%! But, but I'm 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 so happy for that though that the company didn't just drop a piss poor awful game and then just went and moved on like THQ with Dawn of War three. That's a, another one. Dawn of War three. When that first promotional video dropped, I was so hyped. They were building back. They were they were building back. They were bringing back building. Actually making your settlements and your tough your stuff. Which is I'm sorry, Jackson. I hate about Dawn of War two. I I, I can't. Uh, yeah, I get it. Dawn of War one is superb. It's a, you, oh, so good. And they took that away in Dawn of War 2, and it made me so sad. And then I heard they were bringing it back in Dawn of War 3, but there was so many awful things about Dawn of War 3, though, that they just didn't fix. And then THQ did a small couple of updates here and there, and then went, we're moving on to other projects, and just left it. Not a good idea. Dawn of War 4, confirmed. Dawn of War 4, confirmed. But Hello Games dropped No Man's Sky, but then worked on it and made it better and listened to their community and have fully evolved it into what it is now. And I, I, so, I agree that No Man's Sky now is so much better than it was at launch. And another, another game I can say that for is Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves now is so much better than it was at launch. Yes, I can wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, so. Um, Psycho says, another good example of overhype, Suicide Squad. Yeah, for in terms of film. Oh, God. Yeah, Suicide Squad. That's another one. Uh, Lily Lilac T. I don't care if it's depressing or anticlimactic. I'll play it if my character looks like a janky pixel. Just the sight of seeing it being created after such a long time makes me happy instead of them disappearing after talking about it. Yeah, that's 27. I, f I figured, yeah. And then Psycho says, then 76 came out. Yeah. 
and then 76 came out. No good. Uh, Lily, 76 and then was... Battle Royale. 76. Yeah, and then Battle Royale. So Our game is not doing great, Todd. What do we do? Um, what's popular right now? Uh, Fortnite and Apex Legends. Do it. And now we have Battle Royale in 76. Soon enough, it's going to be Auto Chess 76. Yeah, now... What's popular now? Well, uh, uh, BR is starting to fall out of popularity, and League of Legends and Dota released uh, auto chess games. Do it. And now we have auto chess Fallout 76. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be so bad. Yeah, I don't know. So that's just how I see Todd Howard sitting at his desk. Just like, what are the cool kids doing? They're doing this. All right. It's it's a long time before um, Elder Scrolls 6. Do it. So. Uh, Psycho. I've been playing ESO. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what that is. Um, Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, thank you. And I couldn't get it. You played it? No. That's what she said. Oh, I've played Elder Scrolls. Oh, yeah. I've played Elder Scrolls Online and I couldn't get into it. It felt like a basic MMO and and it just didn't stand out. That's fair. Uh, Cyber... uh, Charlie. Also, Cyberpunk was teased 2010, so I disagree with the statement it's overhyped because of Witcher 3, but there is high expectations because of the game. My point still stands, though. When you think CD Projekt Red, you think Witcher. It's just how it is, because CD Projekt Red, up to this point, has only made three major games. The Witcher, The Witcher 2, and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Those are the only games CD Projekt Red has ever made, is The Witcher series. So then they're doing this brand new game that is not based on The Witcher. It's something completely new and unique. You're, you're a fool to think that hype is not being built up because of their work on The Witcher. It, it 100% has to do with The Witcher. Damn, you just got called a fool. I'm sorry. It has to, if CD Projekt Red was a brand new company that didn't make The Witcher games and was doing Cyberpunk 2077, yes, I'm sure the hype would still be there, but it would not be the hype it is today without those games. That's just a fact. Uh, like I said, dude, in Final Fantasy 15's extra damage, you have to move. If you don't, you're dead. It's... Oh, extra dungeons, sorry. In, uh, extra dungeons, you have to move. If you don't, you're dead. I didn't even move, though, as Noctis, like when I was playing. I hold X, and Noctis just warps to the different enemies on his own. I don't need to move. He just poof, warps himself. I just, oh. uh, Lily, if, if the PlayStation 5 looks a bit weird, though, because like you're used to the square slash rectangle, and when it's round, it's like it's just a CD player for music. I didn't even know. Oh. Did you, that is... PlayStation 5, right? Yes. Wait. I, I haven't looked. I so. didn't even know that was announced or that anything about that. This is brand new news to me. Cool. I, I'm not a Sony boy, so that's brand new news to me. All right, then. So uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Scarlet. Cool. Didn't know that was coming. Charlie says, all right, at work was nice playing in my car. Good day. Have a good day, Charlie. We're probably going to be wrapping up the podcast here pretty soon actually because it's been one hour i didn't even realize that there is one thing i want to talk about though before we leave because i said i wanted you to talk about it and that is your experience so far with your warforged we're going to go back to D because we haven't talked about that and i wanted you to talk about that uh just going to catch up in chat here sorry I'm, I'm very happy that chat's active we've been gone for so long but people still came down to the podcast and actively wanted to talk to us i'm very happy for that thank you guys I was so, totally so expecting much. to have, like, no one. I, I figured we'd have no one. I thought a couple people would be like, hey, how's it going? And then vanish. So, 
I'm very happy that you guys are actively here actually talking. Thank you so much. It means a lot to both of us. Uh, three, uh, Psycho said, buy 360. Oh, yeah, because I guess Charlie was taken as was 360. Um, so Apex Legends, uh, will he better than any other... It, sorry. Apex Legends, will he better than any other any day fight me? Apex, oh, Apex Legends will be better than any other any day fight me. I think she's just talking about Battle Royales overall. I'm just, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. She, oh, before that, she said Battle Royale kill me. I gotcha. My bad. Sorry. Uh, Psycho said, the worst games are ones that chase trends. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. Uh, Lily, Apex is so normal looking and not with its ugly cartoony art style. Apex Legends doesn't have memes, emotes. It's just gun skins, character skins, and some decently with the fulfilling battles pass. Fortnite ugly cartoony style. PlayStation 5 had like a revealing video of what it's supposed to look like. I'll send it later. Cool. Thank you, Lily. I like Apex Legends. I'm probably going to get back into playing Apex Legends because it's so different than any other Battle Royale I've ever played. And it's very, very unique. And there's no building. I, I, I cannot stand Fortnite. I like it's. Mm -hmm. I get the appeal. I really do. I just the few times I played it, I cannot get into my head the building aspect. I'm getting of it. shot at. Better build around me. Uh, I'm getting shot at. Time to click tab or whatever it was to switch to my building mechanics and then start cycling through walls and stairs and roofs and I, I can't do that. If I'm playing a battle royale game, I want to focus on the battle part, on my guns, my ammo, my abilities, that. I don't want to focus on all of that and then suddenly be like, also, oh, hey, we arc out. Yeah, we're arc battle royale. <laughs> we're survival of the fittest. Like, I can't do that. Never played survival of the fittest. I don't know if it's anything like that. Who knows? But yeah. Uh, Apex had a new character come out in June along with season two, Watson the Electric Fences. All right, then. I only know about the crazy wannabe junk rat character, and that was the only new character I know about. But now I know there's also Watson. Cool, cool. Might have to check that I out. I see the pun. I don't. Watson with electric fences. Oh, see, when I think Watson, I think Sherlock Holmes and Watson. <laughs> Sorry, this is what I think Discombobulate. about. Discombobulate. <laughs> Interesting movie. Not as good as BBC's Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch, but still has some great move, some great moments. Discombobulate. <laughs> uh, I saw a meme about that actually a while ago, and it was just like it was that fight scene, but after every sentence, it was discombobulate. <laughs> it was so good. You have to show me that because I'll, I'll see if I can find it. But it was like literally because the whole fight scene plays out like he's like everything goes into slow motion slow and him mo. thinking it's slow mo and him thinking and then he goes like distract distract the enemy and then it like speeds up a little bit of him throwing the bandana into his face and then uh, lead with right haymaker and then a uh, little bit about the broken nose and then go for uppercut into the bottom of lower jaw and then it goes into that discombobulate. And then he discombobulates them, and then lead with uh, lead with um, punch to the strotum or the stomach or whatever the hell, and then kick into the into the chest, bah! And then he finally like concludes like total recovery, six months full recovery, and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then the fight scene's over. But the the, <laughs> the thing I saw was distra distract with uh, distract with um clothes or something, discombobulate, and then it goes to that, and a wild hay haymaker, discombobulate. 
<laughs> go, go in for I, I'm gonna, You have to send me that because that sounds fucking every great. Si- every second thing discombobulate. <laughs> so good. So, anyways, I'll I'll try and find that after the podcast. Uh, Lily Lilac, Lamau, Jude Law, though in Fantastic Beasts. Jude Law was in Fantastic Beasts. Was he in the first one or the second one? Because I'll tell you right now, I watched the first one. It was okay. Was gonna watch the second one, but I saw the reviews about that and I decided no. So, if Jude Law's in the second one, I'm sorry, Lily, I ain't watching it. I'm so sure they're making a third movie because, like, the way it ended was so weird. Jude Law was in the second one. Ah, sorry, Lily, I'm not watching it. And I would because Johnny Depp, but nah. The reviews alone, like, every single review for that movie was bad. I'm not watching it. I'm sorry. So, we're going to finish up the podcast, but I want, because we're a little strapped for time, I want you, Jackson, what has been your favorite RP moment so far that you think has, I don't know, uh, most characters, it would have an effect on them, or it would have a significant moment. I don't know if Wayfinder can experience those kind of things yet with his intelligence, because he is a robot without feeling. But as as a char- as Jackson, as Jackson Komiki, what do you think has a, will affect Wayfinder later on the most? Out of either things that you know are going to happen in-game or things that have happened or things that could, what will have the most impact on Wayfinder as a character? Oh, well, honestly, if we're going to try doing that, you have to explain what Wayfinder is, and that'll take a little while. The best... (laughs) I'm not one for summarizing, I do apologize, but I will quickly summarize. Wayfinder is a robot of an old, old forgotten time that was uncovered by a dwarf that the party stole from and then murdered. And so Wayfinder... No, they didn't, we didn't murder the dwarf. He died because of an ambush. Right. That's right. He died from an ambush that the party wasn't... The, the party had the, had the opportunity to be there for the ambush, but they wandered into town and left you on the cart. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So they had they, the opportunity... They tried to steal from me. That's true. They tried to steal <laughs> from you while you were unconscious in the cart, which did not work. But they could have saved the dwarf that was that was in the cart with you if none of... If at minimum one of them stayed behind with you. But they all went into town. Every one of them went into town and left you in the cart. So the dwarf got ambushed and died from other works in the in the forest. But anyways, so he comes to life through just various reasons of them trying to steal from him, and they actually accidentally jumpstart him back into working order. And he has no idea where he is. He, know what, he knows what he is and what his intended purpose is. He's supposed to follow his law or his rules, but he has none. The thing that gives him his driving rules and his laws is, for all intent and purposes right now, doesn't exist is not functioning. So he has no order. He has no laws and nothing to follow. However, he has this group of players, six other characters that found him, found, that were there when he awoke. So he is learning about the world he now lives in and how to function in this new world to him based off these six players, which is terrible. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but he is essentially learning and just waiting to see if he can get connected to his overlord, to his boss, essentially, to the thing that controls him, 
so that he has some form of order. Right now, he has no order. He is simply following this party that is, and he is learning from this party. But he makes no choices. He makes no decisions. He follows the largest of the group whenever they split, and is just there as a help. Mm-hmm. And through doing that, a lot of things have happened to him. He's tried to eat food with the rest of the party while sitting at the table, unsuccessfully. He has... <laughs> as a very recently attempted to protect a party member from a demon did not work as intended, but the thought was there. And I talked to Mike afterwards and that will have an impact on Cray. I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you that much right now that will have a huge impact on Cray between Cray and Wayfinder. That moment, even if you didn't do anything has a massive impact. So, but, but, the party's been doing their own thing and having discussions about what they're going to do, and Wayfinder has been taking part of none of it. He just is just there. So, being such a passive character so far, what do you think has been the biggest thing for Wayfinder up until this point? As a character with no driving force other than to protect his control group and learn, what has do you think will change him overall or just become a very a significant moment for something of a robot that doesn't really experience emotion and moments the same as other creatures. Uh, I believe it's already happened, and it's the one that happened recently, with Cray almost getting taken down, and basically, for a little bit of back on this, Cray said, if I go down, you guys get out of here. And basically, he, he was willing to die for this cause. That was unacceptable to Wayfinder's programming. Basically, the termination of one of his primary observation group was unacceptable. So that right there is the reason why he got in between the two of them and was ready to take any hit for crit. And I think that's the biggest moment there. Without a doubt. And okay. also with them actually thinking about, hey, what would this thing that's so different from us want? Because with the toboggan, he, he he looted it off of a bunch of giants and he left all of the gold and riches down there because it meant nothing to him. He it's it's a pretty gem, it's a rock. It's made out of this. Cool. Drop. He, he doesn't care about money. He has no use for it. So when they realize that, hey, he's carrying around a teddy bear, a, a helmet, and a toboggan, and they're like, what is this? And, he, he, and Wayfinder openly asks one of the other characters, what the hell is this for? In a bit more of an... <laughs> In a robotish way. Yes. And they tell him, and being an 800-plus-pound robot, he breaks it. And then they go out of their way being like, hey, can we make one that can actually fit this fucker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me as a character, as like the player, that's just like, oh, you guys are so good. <laughs> it's, but... really, it's really unique watching that happen because mm-hmm. I think, it, and I, I somewhat expected this to happen over time, because when you first started out with this game, 
Like, everyone's some form of humanoid, some form of actual consciousness, but then there's you, which is this huge, overbearing, boof, 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 enigma that nobody understands. And for most, for the start of it, um, Kendra's character, Not, took the biggest interest in you and was essentially your babysitter for a little bit. That's changed now. Um, I think it's, it's, it's very heavily because... When she first met you, she did not have Nibs, her bear companion. Yes. And then she got Nibs, and she's very invested in Nibs. Understandably, Nibs is hers. Nibs is her bear companion, so she's very invested in Nibs. Um, so you've kind of fallen to the wayside for that. But you've also, mm-hmm. right off the bat, you were very, very much in need of some form of guidance. You don't yeah. need much guidance anymore. You know your control group. You know the characters and their capabilities. And you also know how to speak common now. You've learned that. So you yes. can communicate. I'm just going to share a quick irritation. It's getting very irritating. Every single NPC you guys meet has to be like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> That's the Warforged. <laughs> it's every single NPC has the same holy shit reaction when you come in. Because it's just unheard of it's not normal if we were playing with regular warforged rules where you were a known thing then it would be a little bit different but we're playing with you're a forgotten race before the time of giants and dragons before even that time so no one knows you no one knows what you are yes except for very very select few dwarfs that have written ancient tombs about finding this forgotten race in pieces, which you know about because that was talked about at Nightstone. So I'm not spoiling anything there. That was talked about. Yes. But none of you have ever been seen in full, fully built. In full glory, (laughs) fully built, fully functioning either. This is the first time ever. I I wouldn't say fully functioning and fully built, but close enough. Functioning order. Functioning (laughs) order. So, yeah. So it's very interesting. And I think... Honestly, moving forward, that moment with Cray and you using shocking grasp in front of him just kind of deflect the blow will mean more. And ironically, I think it will mean more because you didn't do any damage, which is completely based off a dice roll, I know. But I think, honestly, it will mean more because you went in front of Cray. Your intention was just to be there to take the hit of the next one from Nurgle, which didn't happen because he died. Mm Mm-hmm. But you went in with the full intention of using Shocking Grasp, and you crit failed. So it just went, your character walked in front of him, hands out, nothing happened. And I honestly think that means so much more to Kray than than if you were to walk in Shocking Grasp and have killed Nurgle. Because you very well could have if Shocking Grasp went off uh, at full damage. You very well could have done it. Mm -hmm. So, but you didn't. Yes, the the entire reason for Wayfinder going in front of that was to, if needed, like shield everything mm-hmm. to protect the control group, or mm-hmm. as as you said it, um, it is un- unacceptable for for a character to um, give up their life or something. However, you worded it as Wayfinder termination of subject un- unacceptable, un- unacceptable. Yeah, termination of subject unacceptable. Which was so interesting to hear. So. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I did. And I'm very excited to see what happens with that. Um, I apologize that not much has been happening for your backstory. There's a lot of other shit going on. But there's, yeah, I have seven <laughs> characters' backstories I'm dealing with. And I'm doing, 
four of them simultaneously. Well, not even, yeah, four of them simultaneously. I was doing Cray, Pamelin, Knot, and Bronx. I'm no longer doing Cray. Cray is wrapped, quote unquote, wrapped up. To Cray's knowledge, he's wrapped up ba- his backstory now. Yes. There is still a part of it that is left open. Um, he doesn't know that, but there is still a part of it left. Well, no, he does. He does know that. There's still a part of it left open, but like Bronx's backstory has just started being introduced. Panlin's mm-hmm. has been kind of going on since you guys met Zephyros, and Knott's has been going on s- halfway through your time spent in Bryn Shander. Reigns is with Nibs and yeah with nibs nibs kind of doing like a nibs backstory well there's a there's a little bit there's, she has she has a tie in with nibs because of nibs history and backstory and the reason mm-hmm. for them even being together as a party to work there's a backstory there and then there's a backstory for not even really themselves. yeah it's not even it's 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 for not it has nothing to do with nibs but it, it but it will it's weird i don't know it's it's hard to yes. talk about because yeah, it's, it, it's hard. It's, I, it's not even hard to talk about because of spoilers or anything. It's just hard to talk about because the way I've made this backstory, I don't want everyone's backstories to feel exactly the same. Like everyone has this big over like craze now that it's wrapped up in the open. Not everyone's backstory. Their families are trapped by an evil demon lord who's torturing them and they have to set their families free or choose to keep the families for themselves and just protect them from the demon lord tortures ever again kind of stuff. Like, that was essentially the overall backstory for Cray. He still has to go find the two frost giants that murdered his family in the, to, in the beginning. That was the start of it, but he kept their bodies and entrapped their souls in his sword, not letting them go to the afterlife so he could keep them with him. I primarily have been using that for his backstory. But he still has the frost giants that killed him in the first place that is still open. That's the part of his backstory that is not wrapped up. Yes. Not's backstory is not like that. But it also doesn't tie directly to her backstory as a character. It, It does, but it really, really doesn't. And I feel bad about that because it's not as big of an epic conclusion as Craze, but I also I don't want everyone's backstories to feel exactly the same, and it's also kind of hard to make every single person's backstory this big, dramatic fight between good and evil, because then it becomes predictable and, I don't know, it's just hard. I ha- I've set the bar so high now with Craze's backstory that I'm really <laughs> upset because Knott's backstory is like here in terms of how I think it will go how I think it will go honestly I don't think it will go the way you expect just because Kendra is a very and the characters she's playing are very unpredictable unpredictable yeah welcome to change I I think yeah Kendra is probably the most unpredictable of us all I think I would say so she's definitely the most unpredictable of us all so yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. I, As far as I'm aware, just from what she's openly said, like she wants to hunt down Valentine and she wants to kill Valentine. But she hasn't stated why she wants to kill Valentine. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's not true. She said she wants to hunt down Valentine because she wants answers. Because she doesn't know anything about her past. She's a changeling that was abandoned. And she grew up kind of living off the wilderness and... She takes off the form of Aim, the, cha- the the elf with long blue hair that she's commonly known as, because that is 
the that was the elf that she saw in the forest one time. She never interacted with it, but she saw it one time and she thought that was the pinnacle of like beauty and normality and just elegance and grace. So she took on that form as to fit into the forest that she was living in and no longer looked like this white husk of a changeling. And then over time, she adopted other personas that just kind of weaved into her as characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, but you know all that. So, yes, she has no grief with Valentine because no one has ever met Valentine. She's never even met Valentine. None of you have. So, but I, I think, I don't even know. This is so hard for her. I think she wants to kill him. But I don't know why. She has no reason to. Uh, doesn't he hunt changelings? Well, that's true. He hunts changelings. No one knows why he hunts changelings. No one has ever been given a reason to that or even asked why. So, but that's the only thing that Not knows about Valentine. Is he hunts changelings. But that's it. So, I guess I think, we'll see. I guess you'll see. I'm really curious to see what happens when you guys if and when you guys do eventually meet valentine it'll definitely be interesting and i will do my own thing to keep it interesting and not bland and dry but i cannot promise that everyone's backstories are going to have as epic of a story and an epic of a conclusion as craze because i can only i set the bar here but i can't keep one-upping that it's exhausting and I, it's mm-hmm. impossible and it's also not realistic some people's backstories just don't have that big of an overarching thing. Some of them are very, very simple and require a very simple ending. They don't need to be epic, giant conclusions with Demon Lords. Sometimes they just need to be a sit-down and a talk. And that can be the conclusion. That can be the climax of a backstory. And I think you have the capability to do that and make it work really well. I'd like to think so. But... And this is the final note I'll leave on the podcast before we call it because we've been going for an hour and a half and fucking Anchor probably won't let me upload the whole thing again, so I'll have to do it in two parts. But the final note I'll leave is that I set up all your guys' backstories to the best of my capabilities in a, in a way that I think works for each character individually. However, mm-hmm. I set them up with my expectations of how they're going to go. <laughs> fucking players but players (laughs) defy my expectations every single session yep i have every single session i go in and i have an idea of where this is gonna go not not once not once has a session gone the way I think it will go? Things about the session have gone the way I expect them to go. Like last session, I expected Cray to go and fight Nurgle. I expected him to go do that. What did I not expect was that Pamlin was going to stay behind and learn how to fly griffins and the whole party wasn't going to be there. I did not expect yes, that. that was very unexpected. And, and originally it was, was going to be both Rain and Pamlin weren't going to go there. And they were talking about that. And in my head, I'm thinking, this encounter is deadly for seven players. If only five are going, they're dead. Like I, But am I going to say anything? No. Not my job. Not my not my place to say anything. So I said, okay. And I gave Pamela a lot of, like, leeway beforehand. Like, by the way, like, 
I'm probably not going to be getting back to you in a bit while we do this combat here, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to just like sit and watch. So if you want to say that your character hears what's going on or sees what's going on and goes to join, please say so, because I didn't want her to sit down and feel left out. But stuff didn't happen for me. Or even the very, 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 very first session that we ever played. Almost everything went according to how I thought. And then I had the option of either they could have saved the dwarf for the ambush if someone stayed behind to look in the cart, or the dwarf would have died from an ambush if everyone left the cart. The dwarf died from an ambush because everyone left the cart. That was predicted. Mm -hmm. I had options for that, and that was one of the options that was predicted. So that still technically is according to plan because it was one of my options. What was not according to plan was that they found Kella, and Bronx decided to use vicious mockery on her. Not according to plan. Not (laughs) what I thought was going to happen. So... Even from the very first session, stuff has not gone according to plan, which is fine. I'm totally okay one. with that. <laughs> In the second one, too. <laughs> what even happened the second session? Axes. Lots of axes. Oh, right. Yeah, that. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about that one on podcast. We're going to move right along from that one. <laughs> That's totally fine. But, yeah. But every single session has not gone according to plan. Am I mad? No, of course not. That's the whole point about D&D and being a DM is that you adapt to what is happening and the players have free will to play their characters how they want and do what they want. I'm very happy about that. It's hard and for me. you adapt very well. It's hard for me because I can't fully finish my notes because they're always changing. And at like almost every session, I'll take a whole piece of paper and just fucking crumple it and throw it away. It's like, I didn't even need any of that. <laughs> Worked so hard on all of this but it's how being a DM works. It's fine. It's just how things go. So, well, I think I have my things. The next person's backstory that I think will wrap up before anyone's is dots. If I, if things go if the way, things go the if things go the way I think they're going to go currently, Knot's backstory will be the next one to quote unquote wrap up. Because Craze has quote-unquote wrapped up. And I think Knots will be the next one to quote-unquote wrap up. I have options that I have planned for how I think they will quote-unquote wrap up. Mm-hmm. But I, but not Kendra playing Knot is the most unpredictable of the seven of you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it'll go the way as I want. And Kendra has surprised me as a character before. And I'm 100% ready for her to surprise me as a character again with this backstory. And we'll have to wait. And we'll have to wait and see. And we're going to leave the podcast there. Thank you guys so much for coming down. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave it a like, share it with your friends, and tell us that you enjoyed it. If you're listening to the podcast on any of your... um, podcast apps you can and you want to watch us actually talk in person you're welcome to find the vod on twitch at twitch.tv slash wingless valkyrie or you can watch the podcast as it happens live we're going to try and keep the podcast consistently on tuesdays 1 p.m pacific standard time and you can catch us live there you can communicate with us live in chat at no cost to you completely free and if you'd like to leave us a voice message that we can listen to live on the podcast we want to have your voice heard download the app anchor it is free find our podcast at wings and wrists totally unstructured and you can leave us a voice message there uh without further ado our podcast is also available on any other podcast app like itunes or spotify or google plays or whatever you listen to your podcast on and sometimes we have special guests i think the last special guest we had was technically kendra 
Before that was also Sif Savory of Hikarian Productions. Tales of Zale, episode three, is coming out soon. A preview of that was just shown on Twitter. Check out Hikarian Animations on Twitter if you want to see a preview of Tales of Zale, episode three. It looks amazing. I'm so excited. And without further ado, thank you guys so much for watching. And I will send you the Discombobulate video in a bit. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye.